These are not things that are part of our life. It's not a part of my wife's. It's not a part of mine. We let that stuff go. Let it go. Selective memory, right? Remember the good things. Forget the bad and focus purely on the good. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to The Pursuit. I'm so excited to have you today. Thank you for sharing some time. I just celebrated, at the time of this recording anyways, just celebrated my 35th birthday just a couple days ago. And birthdays often have me very reflective. I'm thinking about my life, what's happened up to this point, what am I proud of, what do I want to change, what do I want to work on, what are some of these goals that I have, person I want to become. But this one was a little bit different for me because I was spending a lot of time focusing on life lessons, things that have really worked for me, things that seem to have helped us create a fairly happy and successful and fulfilling life. And I want to share that with you. So I spent a whole bunch of time in my journal. Anyone that's been listening to the show for a while know I'm a big fan of a journal. So I was writing down a bunch of these and I thought, you know what, I want to share these with people because who knows, uh, you know, you never know when we get the chance to do so. So I figured I might as well share it with you. At 35, I mean, I'm still quite young, but it's one of those milestone birthdays for me where I just felt like, you know what, I'm 35. What have I learned up to this point? Where do I want to be by 40? And I just start thinking about that stuff quite a bit. So really today, I want to be sharing with you in depth some of the lessons that have worked for me in just really leading, again, a happier and more fulfilling life. First lesson I want to begin with is this idea right here. Number one is really understanding that happiness is an inside job. So often we're seeking external validation. We're wondering, you know, what our partner thinks or what our boss thinks or what our parents think or what our friends think or whatever it might be. And we want their approval or their okay for us to be happy or we want them to agree with everything we're doing for us to be happy. One of the lessons I've learned is that happiness truly is an inside job. It does not matter what somebody else thinks about you, whether it be a friend or whatever it might be, you have to decide for you that I am going to be happy. You have to choose to be happy. And happiness in a lot of ways is a choice. Now we can't control everything, but there's a lot of things we can control. And we just got to control what we can control. So making the choice that I'm going to focus on whatever I need to focus on. I'm going to do whatever I can do for my own happiness, for my own joy. So happiness is an inside job. The other major lesson that served me so well, and I don't necessarily know how to coach on this per se, but what I will say is this is one of the most important things we can do to lead a happy and fulfilling life. And if we have the opposite of this, then it can be one of the hardest or biggest obstacles to a happy and fulfilling life. And that is marry well, find the right person for you. You know, if I was, if I was to die today and I was only able to give a couple tips to my girls, my kids on how to lead a happy and successful life, one of my key points would be this one. If I could narrow it all down, it would be marry well. I feel so fortunate to have found Tiffany at the age that I did very young. And I know not everybody does do that, but I want you to understand that the right person is out there for you and that we can have incredible relationships and we can have an incredible marriage, an incredible partnership. And when you have that, the right person, life just works so much better. It doesn't mean there's not obstacles. It doesn't mean there's not bumps in the roads. It doesn't mean there's never disagreements by any means, but marrying well, I think is one of the the most important things any of us could ever do to secure our happiness and have that fulfillment, to have somebody that you can do life with, somebody you can enjoy it with. So, so important. And perhaps you never want to find somebody, that's fine, but this is just what's worked for me. 
Another key I want to talk to you about is just really this idea of treating other people well. The golden rule is do unto others as you want to have done to yourself. And I think that's so true. And so often we become so judgmental of other people. I know I have at times and I've really worked as I've grown spiritually the last few years to just really, I don't want to pretend that I'm perfect at it, but really work on not judging people so much and just treating people well, regardless of whether, whether there's anything to gain or not, just treat people well because you want to be a good person. Treat people well because you want to be a good man. Treat people well because you want to be a good woman. Whatever it might be, we have to remember that everybody has their own battles. Everybody has their own struggles that they're going through. And mo- we, we don't know what they're going through. We don't know the pain they're having. We don't know the struggles, but, but everybody has them. And the more we can recognize that everybody has their own pains, everybody has their own battles that they're dealing with, the, the wars that they're going through at times, I think the more sympathy or empathy that we can have for people, the more compassionate we can be with people and, and just more understanding. And if all of us worked on being more understanding, all of us worked on being kinder, all of us worked on being more compassionate, the world would be a much better place. So just really focus on treating other people well. My, ne- my next lesson I learned, I always saw it because I grew up not having a lot of money. I always thought that if you had lots of money, all your problems would go away. And if you had lots of money that you would just be happy from it and it would take care of everything. And I learned that that wasn't the case. When you have more money, I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean your problems go away. You still have problems. You just have more money. That's all. But, but what I learned, the lesson I learned along the way was that true wealth and abundance, true wealth and abundance is, is not the money you have. It's knowing that everything's always going to be okay. It's knowing that everything's always going to work out no matter what. That level of certainty, that level of faith, that level of expectancy, the level of belief that no matter what, a knowing, everything will work out. And to me, that really is true wealth and abundance. And that may mean you may have a bunch of money right now, but I'm not really wealthy or abundant if if I lose my money and I no longer feel that. So if everything was to get wiped away from me, I would still be wealthy and abundant because I know everything's going to work out. I know that things are going to work out in the way that they need to. I know I can gain it all back. So that really that wealth and abundance is more a way of thinking, a consciousness, if you will, of again, just knowing everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to work out. It always does. It always will. And I just really believe that in my heart of hearts. My next point, it kind of ties into the idea of treating others well, but is really the lesson I learned was love people. And I don't mean that you're going to be in love with many different people. And I don't mean necessarily even specific people, but to really love people. I remember a friend of mine years ago, we were having a conversation and she was having some challenges and we talked a bit about it. And, and I said, you know, one of the problems I think you have right now is you don't love people. And she says to me, that's not true. I love this person. I love this person. And I said, no, no, no. There's people in your life that you love, but you don't love people as a whole. And loving people is one of those things that, you know, sometimes it's not easy to do it. But when we know where people come from, when we know we all came from the exact same place, created from the same place, going to end up in the same place, it becomes a lot easier to love our fellow brothers, to love our fellow sisters, as we all are created from the one source anyways. But the thing with people we have to keep in mind is that they're going to let you down at times. People are going to tell you one thing and they're going to do another. People are going to promise you they're going to be at this and then not show up. People are going to tell you if it's in business or in life or relationships or whatever it might be. Sometimes they'll criticize you. Sometimes they're going to frustrate the heck out of you. They're going to do what love them anyways, right? They're still a human being. There's still a soul there. There's still someone that is important in the grandest sense as we all are love 
people. The more time we spend loving others, the more we can give to ourselves. The more we give to ourselves, the more we can give to others. And so it becomes this reciprocal circle of being able to do it. So one of the greatest lessons I've learned is loving people, loving people. And for all of you listening, even if we've never had a chance to meet before, I hope one day we get to if we haven't, but I really mean that. I love people as a whole. Everybody that comes into my life, even the ones that frustrate me, even the ones that challenge me because they show me where I need to grow inside of me. And this is something I'm working on all the time. It's something I'm getting better at. Sometimes I'll get frustrated by something somebody does or doesn't do. And then I got to remind them, hey, they're teachers. They're showing me how to overcome this frustration in me. And what a great way for us to live. The next thing I want to talk to you about, this has been so helpful for me in business. Uh, it's been helpful in relationships. It's been helpful in parenting. And it's this whole idea. I was doing a lesson with our team the other day. Actually, part of it was on this. But the whole idea of having a selective memory, a selective memory. And what do I mean by that is, is the ability we talk a lot about. People talk a lot about but forgive, but don't forget. And, and I actually don't agree with that. I, I think forgive and forget. And I think that if you're not willing to forget in a way, and this is just my own opinion, but if you're not willing to forget, then you really haven't forgiven. And I don't mean that you can always just necessarily wipe the memory completely out of your mind, but forget the bad and focus on the good. Forget the bad and focus on the good. Don't worry about the hurt that they cause you. Forgive them and forget it. It's in the past. We can't do it any, we can't do anything about it anyways. Whether that was to yourself and you need to forgive and forget the bad in yourself, whether that's, you know, in your spouse, whether that's in your children, whether that's in, in a associate of yours or a teammate or a boss or an old coach or a high school teacher, forgive and forget, forget the bad, focus on the good. You know, Robert Anthony, one of my great teachers, he always says, learn the lesson, throw away the experience. So take the lesson from it. I'm going to learn from it. And then I throw away the experience because the longer I hang on to that experience, the longer you hang on to this memory of the past and you haven't forgotten it. You may might think I've forgiven it, but I will never forget it then you really haven't forgiven it because true forgiveness is to let that go. Let that person, let that circumstance, let that idea go, let yourself go to let it all go. Because once we do that, now all of a sudden I open up the space for something greater. I got a selective memory. You know, if something negative, let's say, quote unquote, happens that day, and whether it's in business, or I, I do my best to just let it go. By the end of the day, it's gone. I'm not talking about the next day. If something happened with my kids, I'm not even talking about it usually later that night. My wife and I will kind of hash out whatever we need to, but then it's in the past. It's done. We're not bringing it back up. We're not talking about, hey, this time you did this, or well, three months ago when you said These this. These are not things that are part of our life. It's not a part of my wife's. It's not a part of mine. We let that stuff go let it go. Selective memory, right? Remember the good things, forget the bad and focus purely on the good. And whether you agree with me or not, if you think, well, I don't know if I could ever do that. I mean, that's a choice to do that, by the way. But all I'm talking about is how to live a happier and more fulfilling life. If we're constantly bringing up negative memories or past hurts or past traumas or past bad experiences or relationship issues, or what, if you're constantly thinking about these things, there's no way you can convince me that's helping you lead a happier and more fulfilling life. So I'm not saying this is right. I'm not saying this is wrong. I'm just saying it's helped me lead a happier and more fulfilling life. And ultimately, I think that that's one of the things we're all after. Another great point, I've talked about this in previous episodes, but is really meditation and learning to meditate, developing a practice of meditation. 
almost everybody, probably not almost, probably everybody that starts to meditate, meditate says, I can't meditate. My thoughts go too crazy. I don't know what I'm doing. My thoughts are all over the place. I can't calm my mind. Welcome to being human. Welcome to getting started. In. That's why it's a practice of meditation. You know, if you were to start yoga, you don't start as a yoga pro. If you start golf or tennis or soccer, you don't start as a pro in any of those things. Learn a new language. They're practices. They're things that we need to develop. And the more you practice it, the better you get. That's just like meditation. Meditation, I believe the root word, what it means is to know oneself, to know, to know yourself. What a great idea, man. If we really knew more of who we actually were, so many of your worries would go away if you knew who you really were. So many of your fears would go away. So many of your concerns would go away. You wouldn't be hung up on that stuff. And meditation has been one of those things that has made a dramatic difference in my life dramatic difference, bringing me closer to the source, bringing me closer to the universe or God or whatever you may call it. Um, but bringing me closer there, it's helped me in creating a much better life. I'm more calm when I meditate. I'm happier when I meditate. I'm more peaceful. My life works better. More synchronistic things start to show up in my life. I start to create and manifest and draw greater things to me as I meditate. I'm able to pre-play my day before it's happened, how I want to be in a meeting that day, how I want to be when I go up with the kids that day. Meditation, I believe meditation is the single greatest habit somebody could develop. This is my own opinion, but I believe it's the single greatest habit somebody could develop to benefit their life is meditation. So freaking powerful. Huge lesson. The next one, man, I needed to learn this earlier on, but it took me a while to do it. And I was hung up on this. Your past does not equal your future. Your history does not equal your destiny. You can change. You're not your past. You're not your history. You can decide who you want to be. You can be a brand new person today. You could start a brand new eating routine today. You could start a brand new savings routine today. You could treat your wife differently today. You could treat your husband, your boyfriend, your, your children, your parents differently today. You could show up to your workplace in a different capacity than you ever have today. It's a decision for you to do it. So your past does not equal to your future. But if you keep defining yourself by your past, if you keep telling yourself, I've always been this way, I am the way that I am, I can't really change that about me. That is a bunch of BS. It's a story you're telling yourself. It's not true. Your past does not equal your future. Your history does not equal your destiny. It doesn't matter if you've been broke all this time up to your life. You can become wealthy. It doesn't matter if you've been overweight all this time. You can get in great shape. And there's been millions of people that no matter what the circumstance, millions, they've overcome it. People that have overcome health challenges, people that have overcome financial challenges, relationship challenges, business challenges, confidence challenges. They understood at some point they realized that I'm no longer let my past define me. And it took me a while to learn this lesson, everybody. It took me time to realize. I kept hanging on to, man, I'm just not there yet. I'm just not there yet. I'm just not there yet. And I was so hung up on the mistakes I'd made, the things I hadn't achieved, the person I hadn't become. I was defining myself by my past. Therefore, if I kept doing that, that would equal my future. Because whoever you decide to be today, whoever you decide to be in the moment, that's who you're becoming. You're creating your reality moment to moment, which is going to be one of my next points. Your past doesn't equal your future, though. Stop telling yourself the story of the past. Start telling yourself the story of who you want to be. Start telling yourself the story of where you want to go, the kind of person you want to become, the life that you want to lead, the things that you want to have. Man, one of the biggest lessons I've learned is the way you think and the way you feel has so much more of an impact in your life than you could ever realize. The way you think and the way you feel. 
our thoughts, feelings, and emotions, this ultimately is so much. I mean, the quality of your life, as Tony Robbins says, the quality of your life is the quality of your emotions. So the way you're feeling on a regular basis is the quality of your life. It is not the external stuff. It's not the home you have, the cars you have, the money you have, the business you have, the body you have. It's it's none of that. It's the emotions you're experiencing. It's the feelings you're feeling. This defines the quality of your life. And so if we want to upgrade the quality of our life, then I better focus a lot more on thinking thoughts that allow me to feel in a better way. I want to focus on feeling more, bringing up what Dr. Joe Dispenza calls elevated emotions. I want to experience gratitude more. I want to experience love more. I want to experience more joy. I want to experience more the feeling of abundance. I want to experience more happiness. I want to experience vitality and prosperity. The way you think and the way you feel has such an impact on your life. And yet so few people, we spend so little time working on our thinking, so little time working on our feelings. We're waiting for the outside world to change so we can change. That's not the way life works. The way life works is we change and then our outside world change. So we got to go to work on changing our thinking. I'm fanatical about this stuff. That's why I'm always on about a journal. That's why I'm always on about writing stuff. That's why I'm always on about meditating. That's why I'm always on about having vision and goals and affirmations and listening to great stuff and having great associations and reading the right books. Your thoughts and your feelings are dictating your life so much, which brings me to one of my next points on that idea. Well, actually, I'll I'll come back to that one. But another lesson I learned was this. Material goals will only take you so far. Again, when I started out, when I never had money, I thought, man, I really want to, I want to get money. I want to have lots of money. I want to make lots of money. I want to have nice homes. I want to have nice cars. I want to have big money. I want to have freedom. And, and those are wonderful things. And I still like those things. Don't get me wrong, but they'll only take you so far. There's only so much motivation. Initially, that might be enough to get you started. It might be that you just want to get out of the house and you're willing to work harder. You're willing to put the extra hours in or start the business on the side or start the book you've been meaning to or whatever it might be. You're willing to do that, but they'll only take you so far. Material goals are only going to take you so far. When we want to get to the highest levels of fulfillment, the highest levels of happiness, there's only two things and two things only. They're going to produce the highest levels of fulfillment and happiness, growth and contribution. It's not another car. It's not the next home. It's not a trip you're going to take. It's not a million dollars you're going to have. And again, there's nothing wrong with those goals. I think those are all great and worthy goals, but they're only going to take you so far in your fulfillment and happiness. You get a new car, you might be excited for a month, two months, maybe three at most, right? You get a new home, it's exciting. And I love our home, but man, when we first moved in, it was, it was more exciting. I still love it. I'm grateful for it every day. But another home is not going to take me to the level of total fulfillment and happiness that I want is growth and contribution. So being focused every day on becoming a better version of you, being focused every day on going to the next level of life, and then whose life am I making a difference in today? Who can I help today? How can I help them? What can I do to elevate somebody's game today? What can I do to lift somebody up today? What can I do to encourage somebody today? What can I do to be a little bit more kind today? These are all things, man. When we focus on growth and we focus on contribution, this is what gives you a rich life. This is what gives you an unbelievable life. Yeah. Going back to thinking and feeling, I want to spend some time on this one because this one's been magical in my life the last few years. Here's what it is. Here's the lesson I learned. You are a powerful creator. You are an incredibly 
powerful creator. You were created by the creator of creators. And so you were gifted, you know, in image and likeness, they say in the Bible, an image and likeness. So we were created in the image and likeness of the creator. That's what it says in the Bible. And I'm an amateur on the Bible, by the way. But when you think about that, you came from wherever you came from. So if you came from, you know, if your if your belief is I came from the universe, I came from source energy, or I came from the quantum field, or I came from God, or I came from whatever, it doesn't really matter what you, you we call it, because at the end of the day, words are just things that we've come up with as humans to describe something. That's all it is. Language is just something a human being thinks. But you are a powerful creator. And the way that you think and the way that you feel on a conscious and unconscious level, that's what's actually creating your life. Because the way you feel is what we would call your vibration. That's your energy. That's your frequency. And the way you feel, that's what draws to you people, circumstances, events, all this stuff to create the life that you're having. So if you want to change your life, we got to recognize that I am a powerful creator. And the way I think and the way I feel does matter so much. And I'm going to focus on feeling good today. If there was only one thing you could do today, man, just focus on feeling good. And I don't mean you're going to go crack a few beers and get a buzz. I mean, you're going to do things that, that fill your heart. You're going to do things that fill your soul. So that might be, I'm going to focus on treating people well, because when we treat others well, we feel better, right? We know we're in alignment with who we really are. We're in alignment with our higher self that way. You are a powerful creator. The more you realize this, the more you step into this, the more you tune into this, the more you'll create because you're starting to tune into that higher self. You're starting to tune into the greater being that you really are. <coughs> Excuse me. And when you can do that, man, life just gets magical. It's unbelievable how things manifest, how fast things manifest in your life. It's amazing. All these incredible things that start to happen for you. It's all energy. It's all frequency. It's all vibration. We live in a vibrational universe. Everything is energy. Everything is, operates on frequencies. Everything operates on vibration. Your rate of vibration, the vibration that you're in, which in other words, the way that you feel in any given moment, if I'm calm and I'm relaxed and I'm peaceful, that's a great vibration. If I'm happy, that's a great vibration. If I'm grateful, that's a wonderful vibration. I'm excited about something. I'm looking forward to something. I'm passionate. I'm feeling abundant. I'm feeling worthy. I'm feeling loved. These are all wonderful wonderful ways to feel. As you know, you felt them and they're wonderful vibrations to be in. But the same token, if you're frustrated, if you're angry, if you're feeling depressed, if you're feeling mad, if you're feeling guilty, if you're feeling shame, these are all low level vibrations. And it doesn't matter what vibration you're in. You're going to draw to you things that will cause more of that in your life. So if your focus is frustration, you'll, you'll end up drawing and attracting more things to be frustrated about. If your focus is what you're angry on, you're going to draw more things in your life to be angry about. If your focus is what's depressing to you, what's sad, you're going to draw more things in your life. So how do we shift it? We just got to focus on the good. Shift your focus. Shift it. Just start to ask yourself better questions. What's something else I could focus on? What is going good in my life? I know all these things in my life aren't going good, but what's one or two things that is going good? What am I grateful for? Who's that one person in my life that I'm so thankful I have them? What's that one thing in my life I'm so thankful? And it could be sometimes it's small stuff when you go outside and you can just breathe fresh air. And I wonder how many people live in, city, live in cities that they can't barely get any fresh air. I wonder how many people where maybe they just wish that they had two lungs like you and I have. Or that you can wake up and see. And how many people can't see. Or that you can smell or you can taste. Whatever it might be. Focus on the good. Focus on the blessings in your life. Focus on what you love. Focus on what you enjoy. Focus on what makes you happy. When you see the good and you focus on these things, you'll create more of those things. 
You're going to create more of it because you're a powerful creator because there's a power in the entire universe that is the creative power, infinite intelligence or divine intelligence, or again, the quantum field as they talk about in science, the, the field of potentiality, whatever you want to call it. Science is telling us what religion and spirituality has told us for thousands of years nowadays, which is really cool to see. But there's a power. There's an invisible underlying power in this entire universe. It's the creator of all existence, including you and including me. And this power is flowing through you, to you, and around you and me at all times. It comes into our consciousness and then we give it direction through our thoughts. So whatever you think about is what's using this power to create. So when I say we're a powerful creator, I guess we're a powerful co-creator to the universe. We're a powerful co-creator with God. We're a powerful co-creator with the field. Powerful co-creator with infinite intelligence. The intelligence is actually what creates it. The intelligence is what brings together all the circumstances and does things in ways that we can't ever imagine. And that's where your higher self is tuned into. But you have the ability to choose how you direct the power. You have the ability to decide, what am I going to focus on? What am I going to talk about? What am I going to think about? What am I going to act on? We give it direction through our thoughts. This is why our thoughts and feelings are so important because we're directing the power and the power will bring everything else into our lives. It's infinite in its ability, infinite in potential. The only person limiting the power is not the power. The power doesn't judge. It doesn't say good or bad, right? This force, this infinite field doesn't say, oh, you know what? You shouldn't think about your debt because you're going to end up with more debt. It gives you whatever you're focusing on. It doesn't limit you. The only one limiting you is you. The only limitations are the ones you've made up in your mind or you've believed up to this point, but we can release those. We can start to change those and we can start to let those go and open up, right? Open things up. The more power and more good may flow into our lives. My last few points that I've learned, and this was recently actually this year, I had a, uh, I've shared on a couple episodes, but I had my own spiritual awakening earlier this year. It was the craziest experience of my life. I haven't talked about it too, too much. Maybe one day I will, but it was the most eye-opening experience I've ever had in my entire life. And there was a few major lessons that came to me during that time that have helped me in such a big way. Here's one of the big ones. You can't get life wrong. So stop worrying so much. Stop getting so hung up on what somebody else thinks or if I doing this right or I'm not making my life happen fast enough or I'm not as far as long as I want to be or I'm feeling like I got to start. Listen, you can't get life wrong. There's no way you can get it wrong. There's nothing to get wrong. It's all living. It's all experiencing. It's all growing. The whole purpose of life is for you to grow, right? It's for you to get better. And another purpose of life, this is my last point, the purpose of life, I really believe the purpose of life is to live. The purpose of life is to go experience, is to go enjoy it. It's to make the most of the time that we have here. So you can't get it wrong. So if you decide, if you want to pursue something in your life that you want, something you want, you want to be, a person you want to be, a book you want to write, uh, a body you want to get, you know, in terms of shape, a business you want to start, an idea, whatever it is, you can't get it wrong. Go after it. If you mess it up, it's all good. You're going to learn from it. You're going to grow. You can't get life wrong. Just keep moving forward. Go live your life. Go enjoy it. Go have fun with it. Man, I'm so grateful to learn these lessons when I did. 
It'd be nice sometimes I think, man, it would have been nice if I would have learned this 15 years ago or even a decade ago or even five years ago. But some of these things I'm just learning today, but I'm grateful for them. The purpose of life is to live. The purpose of life is to experience. The purpose of life is to go enjoy your life. Make the most of it. Do what you want to do. Accomplish what you want to accomplish. Achieve the goals that you want to create what you want to create. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. What do you want in your life? Who do you want to be? What kind of person do you want to be? What kind of man do you want to be? What kind of husband, kind of father? What kind of mother? What kind of um, daughter do you want to be? What kind of friend do you want to be? What kind of business person do you want to be? Whatever's important to you, this is your life. So stop putting off living. It's your life. Nobody else can live it for you. And one day it's going to be taken from you. As fast as we were given it, we're going to lose it too. And we all know people that we have lost, that life was taken too soon from them. We all do. What we don't know is when's our time, but we do know our time is coming. We do know life is running out. From the moment you're born, the clock starts to tick. Where life's starting to run out for all of us, right? I read something the other day and it said, uh, it said, I wish we would tell people, it's from one of the popes actually said, I wish we would tell people when they're born that you're already starting to die. And what he meant by it was, the day that you're born, you've got a limited time left on this earth, and none of us know exactly that time frame. Hopefully, it's still a lot of years for us. But whatever it is, though, no matter how many it is, go live it. Go do the things you want to do. Go have fun with this thing. Stop putting off the trip that you've been wanting to put off. Go make it happen. Find a way to do it. If there's something you wanted to secure your family financially, do it. You want to build a business? Do it. You want to write a book? Do it. You want to be an artist? Do it. Start with the next step. Just go live your life. Focus on your passion. Focus on your creativity. Focus on things that you bring you joy. Man, when you feel good, you attract good and you do good. So summing all of this stuff up, if we really want to lead a great life, just focus on the life that you want and take steps towards it. When you're doing that, you cannot help but lead a great life. I'm not going to pretend that you're never going to run into challenges, obstacles, or problems. You are. I'm not going to pretend you're never going to have down days. You are. I'm not going to pretend that, you know, crappy stuff's not going to happen. It probably still is. But we want to lead as happy and fulfilling as a life as we possibly can and bring as much joy to this life as we possibly can. Again, we don't know how long we're here, but however long we are do have left, I hope I got a lot of years ahead of me, but however many years I do have left, my plan is to live it with as much happiness, as much fulfillment, and as much joy as I possibly can. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. Thank you for being with us. If you've been following the show for a while, I want you to know how much I appreciate you. If you're just joining us for the first time, I also want you to know how much I appreciate you. My life is better because you're in it. Thank you so much. If you would do me a favor, if you haven't subscribed to the show, pause it right now, go and click subscribe, whatever platform you're on. Also, if you could share this with some people, get it out to your team, get it out to your friends. If you're going to do it on social media, tag me on social media at Ben Spangle, B-E-N-S-P-A-N-G-L. Let's go lead the rest of our lives and make it the best of our lives. Let's go have fun with this thing. Whatever you're doing today, hey, put a smile on your face. The more you smile, the happier you're going to feel. Let's go lead a great life. 